Welcome to The Scoop, the Southern California Underground Utility Partnership, where we talk about everything utilities with industry pros. Hear from the experts about breaking into the industry, learn from their experiences, and get the inside scoop. I'm your host, Ruben Murillo. What's The Scoop? Welcome to The Scoop. Today we have special guest John Moore. John is a safety officer at EVMWD. Let's get to it. John, what's The Scoop? Morning, Ruben. Uh, at How's this it going point, today, man? Uh, it's good, man. Thank you for having me on. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I feel good. I feel yeah. feel blessed to be here. So yeah. uh, let's get to it, man. Cool, I'm excited. Man. Well, I appreciate you washing up before you came here because I understand you were helping put together a chili event at work. So, yeah, thank you. <laughs> Not a problem. Slightly, man. I, I was over there trying to get the taste test before uh, they I actually announced it out there. So, All right. you know, I, I did what I could. Yeah. And most importantly, you had a safe drive up here, right? You already know, man. I kept the speed limit even yeah. five, five yeah. miles below that right no near misses or anything right there by no means okay. and All if right. they are no one's gonna find out <laughs> <laughs> no one is the wiser right exactly okay <laughs> all right john could you describe your job and the work that you do yes sir so um i am the safety officer for uh elsinore valley municipal water district day-to-day operations uh consist of anywhere from job site inspections to worker comp investigations uh accident investigations or anything ranging from ergonomic assessments, policy revisions, um, day-to-day issues with firefighting in terms of uh, a forklift going down or an issue engineering-wise, items like that. So every day, unfortunately, changes. Uh, I enjoy that. I think that's what I I enjoy about my job is the fact that it can change on a daily basis, but it is mentally draining. Oh, for sure. (laughs) So how'd you get in the industry, John? And how long have you been in the industry? Yes, sir. So I've actually been within safety for about four four years now, four and a half years. I came over. Uh, my background is actually started in finance at a water district, actually the same one. Realized I did not want to be behind a desk for 20 years. So I decided to uh, kind of shoot my shot with the assistant general manager at one point. Told him I was interested in, in getting out and getting into a profession or a career that actually allowed me to deal with people on a, on a more personal basis. Yeah. So at that point, I ended up uh, jumping into safety. Uh, an opportunity opened up at the district where there's a temporary staff available. So um, I ended up switching roles basically with that temporary staff. Got into that that position, kind of learned about safety a little bit. And within that time, I actually came across uh, an individual, actually my mentor, uh, Brad Pro, who owns his own safety company, who ended up letting me uh, come on board as a safety consultant, yeah. learned a ton of information from him. We were going down doing safety consulting. So during that time, I was actually able to turn around, work for the district and learn the training, uh, compliance side of things, and then actually go outside into the industry down in San Diego and all over Southern California and yeah. learn a lot about safety. So within that time, I ended up jumping into a full-time position as a safety technician and as of recently actually got promoted up to the safety officer here at the district. So. Very cool. Yeah. You know, and John, you know, we've worked together for some time now and mm-hmm. I remember you in finance, right? And, <laughs> yes, that, and now knowing yeah. you in safety, you definitely belong in safety. You are by nature, you are the epitome of, the, of, a, yeah. of a social bird. So you're, you're absolutely you are, right. You are in the right position. So you know what, Ruben, you, yeah. you drew me over to. I purposely come over to talk to you about billable work right, orders, right. just to not yeah. only obviously get out of the end or get out of the uh, the area over yeah. there. I would actually come over and just kind of hang out with you, find out what the guys are doing in the field, and then yeah, also what sure. you guys do on a daily basis yeah. so not only from from that standpoint yeah. i quickly realized that the operation side of the oh, business yeah. is, a, is a little bit more fun to me than uh 
on the yeah. admin side. Yeah, Shout you out. go from checking our billables, right, and stuff like that <laughs> yeah. from the finance side. That's what, what I remember working with you. Yes, sir. Uh, with back then, and then you know you come in uh, now. You know you're you're checking out. You know everything on that has to do safety related. You yeah, know? yeah. So so yeah, I, I think cool, the, the benefit is I was I was bugging your guys before yeah. for information yep. for these billable work orders. Yeah. Now I'm bugging them to make sure they're doing stuff right. So it all yeah. works out one way or the other. Yeah, very cool. Well, congratulations too, John. Thank That's you, man. Super cool, man. Appreciate uh, you. you. Know, if, if anybody's deserving of it, was you. Thank you. Thank so you. good job, man. So John, what does an average work week look like for you? So the work week always changes. Um, I, I think they start out a lot of times with meetings. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, and you know, I'll probably get my hand slapped for this, but <laughs> I think we have a lot of meetings that you know actually birth more meetings. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. Uh, my my biggest thing is I want to streamline what I do in a day, right? Yeah. You only get nine, 10 hours in a day. Yeah. And oftentimes your day can change in a moment's notice, right? Especially, obviously, you know, yeah. emergency leaks or anything else goes down. Very reactive. So, yeah. So between meetings and following up on projects coming from, you know, my, the director of human resources or the engineering department, or making sure that I'm trying to stay ahead of the curve with compliance issues, yeah. that is a huge issue for me. So my week can change um, most definitely. Unfortunately, when I I try to schedule time to get out into the field for investigations, yeah. not necessarily investigations, but site inspections, yeah. right? Uh, go out, see the guys or the employees in the field, see how they're doing, see if they need anything. And a lot of times I've realized that the more field time you get in there as a safety officer, you realize what they actually need. And yeah. Unfortunately, I, I haven't been able to schedule enough of that now. Yeah. But uh, at this point, that's the goal in the next two to three weeks: is get out there yeah. and just start uh, seeing what what we're doing out there yeah. in the field, man. Yeah. No, and that you know, I totally understand what you're saying. It's funny that you know when I first you know came into this position and I got into uh, uh, the superintendent for construction maintenance section, mm-hmm. um, people used to say to me all the time, you know, what you're going to need to do is write write a list down, you know, and yeah. you knock those things out. You, know, you, <laughs> yes. you make this small list and you start to work your way down and that's how right. you get your work done. You know, I, I soon realized that when you make that list, maybe you can write one or two things <laughs> and then you leave three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine blank and then you write 10, you know, just in case yes. for all the stuff that comes yes, in sir. between. So you're absolutely yeah, right, very man. reactive place you know i know construction so i can only imagine mm-hmm. safety too you know you're gonna get called upon by several departments or you know multiple um individuals for well, you're right i mean across the board i mean because you are it at the district you know when it comes to you know the, the safety and the health of employees there so I, you know i can only imagine how reactive you are <laughs> yeah. i've only got like 10 guys that i got to tend to you know you, let alone 160 <laughs> And individuals that I could potentially walk in your office and need anything You're absolutely at any right, time. Man. So, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, I, I think at this point, that's what yeah. I joke around with people, yeah. you know, and they say, oh, how's safety going? I said, well, yeah. I went from having, you know, one boss to yeah. now I have 172 <laughs> yeah. bosses yeah. that I have to oh, kind of, yeah. if something comes up, I, I kind of, yeah. my, my day moves, right? Yeah. And oh, yeah. unfortunately, I have to keep everybody's priorities straight, right? Yeah. And not only uh, based on the hazards of what's going on here yeah. at the district, but also potential hazards moving forward. And yeah. you have to balance all of that, right? So oh, like sure. yourself, you yeah. know, you, you write these list downs. I have a whiteboard in my yeah. office yeah. of items that I need to get done. Yeah. And unfortunately, at this point, it's like, you know, yeah. that's my wish, my wish list at yeah. this point. Right. But as long as they're there and I see them every day, yeah. I'll, I'll hopefully remember them. Like right. That, and, yeah. and keep them going. Plus, yep. I have a new employee named uh, Daniel. So he, he should be able to help me uh, take some meat off, yeah. m- meat off my plate and help me out where I need it. So there that's you go. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So, John, how do you balance the need for safety, the requirements of OSHA and then the implementation to already burdened staff? So um, that's actually a really great question, right? Um, a lot of this comes down to personal relationships, right? right? So you as a superintendent, 
um, or our field staff, right? They understand that we have compliance issues. It's the law, right? So if we don't follow the law, someone's going to be held liable, right? We've had plenty of conversations where uh, an employee needs to realize that I'm not coming out there and making sure that I'm just saying this just to say it, right? right? I'm saying this because it's here to protect you or the district or the public based on whatever you do around yeah. you know, the, the facility or even out in the public right of way, right? Yeah. So I think for me, it comes down to actually explaining and educating our staff right. um, based on what the, what the laws are. And unfortunately, those laws are always black and white. Yeah. There's not really too much room for gray area. Yeah. So that's where that per- personal relationship yeah. comes in, where you tell me what job you need to get done. Yeah. We look at the standard. We see that you know A and B don't necessarily mix. So we, yeah. we try to make sure we mitigate all the hazards, right. uh, whether it's administrative controls, yeah. engineering controls, and then lastly, PPE, yeah. to get in there and make sure that it's working out. Yeah. So between all those items, it's making sure that that open line of communication is there yeah. and we're using all resources available. So if I don't know the answer, I'm yeah. going to tell you, give me some time, let's figure this out, and let's manage accordingly, right? Yeah. So I, I think that's what, what happens for me. So Yeah. And then, uh, John, for those listeners out there who don't know OSHA, do you, uh, you just explain real quick what OSHA oh, is. Oh, yes, sir. Uh, OSHA is actually the Occupational Safety Health st- <laughs> Occupational Standards Health Administration. Very right? cool. So, yeah. um, and PPE is actually uh, personal protective equipment, right? Yeah. So I apologize. I threw some acronyms yeah, out yeah. there because no, no, it's, it's common lingo yeah. for me, right? Yeah. But, so, That's um, run of the mill for yeah, us. Exactly, yeah. right? So, yeah. so Fed OSHA, right? Federal um, OSHA actually is all encompassing as far as what the nation is supposed to do, right? Yeah. But each state actually has uh, the ability to have their own Occupational Safety Health Standards Board to make sure that they are either as strict or stricter than what OSHA puts out. So complying with what exactly. the Fed OSHA is. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah. Yep. So once they get in there, um, so we have Cal OSHA, which is a Department of Occupational yeah. Safety, um, and they come in and make sure that everything is is yeah. status quo for yeah. us oh, or, or up to speed. And that's yeah. that's where the, the issue comes in at times, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny, John, you mentioned earlier, you know, being black and white and no, no gray area. Mm-hmm. So before, when I would schedule meetings, yes, or, sir. you know, you can color code your, yeah. Yeah, all your meetings in a previous uh, safety officer okay. there all right. we would go back and forth good banter though mm-hmm. you know again we would bounce off ch- stuff off of each other right no no ill intentions but i would always call the meeting the gray area you know because obviously <laughs> you know like you know we're running into things in this for sh- with shoring mm-hmm. especially in construction you know we're putting you know trench shields and stuff in there yes, sir. and a lot of times people you know sitting in an office they think you know this this square excavation right it's gonna work and yeah my guys are going yeah but that's not how it's going you know we got a verizon line in there we got you know, other utilities man. that you know go perpendicular of our yes. lines and we're trying to yep. install this stuff in there so it's funny i used to i used to say you know when i would have meetings for you know anything that we had to talk maybe you know uh, again safety related right. I'd, I'd call it the gray area like a gray area meeting you know i don't have that ability to do that anymore so i don't know what's going on with microsoft i got to reach out to somebody <laughs> yeah, hold on let me get those color yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and to it's, your point really and I think you, you 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 kind of pointed out something that some safety professionals forget about, right? Yeah. Everything looks good on paper, yeah. right? I could sit here, write a policy, yeah. and give you a policy and say, hey, you have to follow this because yeah. X, Y, and Z, yeah. right? Not realizing that it's not always going to work, yeah. right? Especially yeah. based in, in our situation, yeah. these things change on a moment's notice, right? So yeah. as long as we are within those limits and we understand 100%. what those hazards yeah. are, 
and you discuss it with your staff and we make sure everyone's in communication and we know what our plan is, yeah. I feel that we can always move forward, especially when we have some of these standards in place. Yeah, intent. You know, always showing Correct. intent. I tell the Absolutely. guys all the time, I'm like, you know, if you just fail to do something, I mean, you're just being negligent. But if you always, you know, try to show intent and, and, and we're making decisions based on the safety of right. other, each other, right? <laughs> right I mean, you right. know, we're, we're going in the right direction. So You're absolutely right. Yeah. So, John, since the uh, end of the pandemic, what has changed for safety, if anything has? So it's it's kind of a, a interesting dynamic we have right yeah. now, right? So not necessarily to, to correct your split hairs here. So some people feel we, we are still in the middle of the pandemic, yeah, right? right? Right. So it, it's it's hard for us to, to manage one way or the other. Yeah. We obviously yeah. will follow whatever regulations are put out there by the Department of Public Health, State of California, all other regulatory bodies. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, we have to kind of move forward and push it back to, you know, what we were doing before. Right. One of the biggest issues we were having prior, well, during COVID, w- happened to be staying in compliance with our training, right? So when still social distancing comes into play, face coverings, right, partitions, right. all these items come into play. It's hard to get this training set up because yeah. now, you know, either trainers can't travel on an airplane or then, you know, we're checking temperatures or, you know, we're moving forward with only doing 10 people in a class. It could take all week to train, you know, a group of employees uh, that would have been, you know, a few hours almost, yeah. right? Yeah. So the transition now is almost going back to what we are doing before. Um, everyone's still mindful of, what has come and, and what has been here the last mm-hmm. two and a half years. But at the same time, we're, we're trying to make sure we're bringing it back to yeah. what we want, right? And yeah. and with that being said, it's just watching and waiting to see what the regulatory bodies are, are trying to do for yeah. us. Currently, I think people are more mindful of, obviously, health, yeah. hygiene, uh, washing their hands. Yeah, they, sure. that's so funny. Our soap dispensers are now running out. You know, yeah. where before, you I, I, you never thought about it. You go to the bathroom and you go, you reach for the hand pump yeah. and there was always soap. But now they're, I'm, I'm having to say, hey, this is empty. Makes you wonder, right? right. Like, who was yeah. who was doing what with for the sure. soap and who or who lack thereof, right? And right, uh, you're right. absolutely right, man. Yeah. Or when people actually, you know, cough, they, they don't just not cover their mouth yeah. anymore. Yeah. The sneezes are covered with the tissue, stuff like that. So oh, sure. I think, you know, yeah. let alone outside of the workplace, I think people have completely shifted what they're yeah. doing out yeah. there. So it's kind of made our job easy as, yeah. as far yeah. as far as the district is concerned, yeah. right? Sure. Um, I have not had any issues with employees. They understand, you know, we have rules to follow and we try to do what we can with it. And have you seen any behavior changes in staff regarding protocols, John? Like, you know, maybe, you know, there's some indifferences about people, maybe like you said, you know, there's going to be people who say, well, it's truly, it's not over and then you're gonna have people say it's over so do you are you seeing any changes maybe with staff like you know again with those protocols so well yes and no uh we we still have employees that uh feel that they are not comfortable coming into trainings um i i try to sit down with them speak to them make sure they understand that you know if you sit at this far back table, you know, we're still in compliance, even though technically all these items and these requirements have gone away. We still want to make sure people understand that, you know, we, we care about your feelings and we're not yeah. trying to put you in that spot. Right. right. So the, the biggest thing that we have to worry about is, you know, the general duty clause in yeah. OSHA, which means uh, an employer has to make sure that they mitigate or remove all hazards outside of the workplace. Right. So. Technically, if an employee wanted to, to say, you know, hey, I, I, I feel unsafe because COVID is a factor, that's when we take things into consideration and figure it out from there. So yeah. uh, sometimes with COVID even, um, yeah. we've realized that sometimes we have we can turn trainings in virtually. So I think 
depending on the level of the training or the complexity, we're able to go virtual. And now that way, everyone there is able to, you know, either log in on their laptop or their computer and, and be safe. Yeah. Then on the opposite end of that, we've had the employees that haven't <laughs> believed in COVID since it started yeah. back in March, right? Yeah. Obviously, all of our operations staff, they continue to work through COVID yeah. and they were there the entire time. So they never worked from home. They never really, uh, given any circumstances, they would they would leave work if they, were, they weren't feeling good or they weren't, you know, up to par. But for the most part, we, we, we have that, that balance there, right? Where we have the employees that still don't necessarily feel comfortable. And then we yeah. have the employees that say, you know, this is, you know, created by the media yeah. or, or whatever. And then we have the employees in the middle that are just saying, hey, I'm here to do my job, I'm here to follow the rules. I just want to get the job done, right? Yeah. And, you know, luckily, you know, the balance of that has been probably, uh, I would say 92% at this point right, as far right. as that middle portion, which yeah. I am truly appreciative of. That's cool. Mm-hmm. So are you guys still leaving an option open, John, like in, you know, maybe some of the bigger gathering meetings or anything, or is it, you know, are you going still like, you know, there's that, uh, you still have that choice if they, if they wanted to join Zoom or all that kind of stuff, are you guys still doing the both? So at, at this point, we're trying to phase that out right, right now, yeah. um, based on obviously the local regulatory bodies yeah. and also the state. Uh, we've kind of started mitigating that. We we kind of expect our employees to come back into the office yeah. and be full fledged members yep. of our of our workforce community, right? Yeah. So yeah. I think at this rate, uh, there's plenty of options out there as far as vaccinations yeah. yep. and boosters, face coverings. We still allow employees if they want feel comfortable, they can wear face coverings. There's still a few employees that do that. That from time to time so it, it's all based yeah. on their their choices but for the most part we are transitioning back into yeah. the the level of you know com- going back pre-march yeah. of 2020 yeah. right yeah. <laughs> well and, you know I, I like that too I, I you know i think it's better that we're going back in person because you know i get i think you get the information that what, whatever your whatever meeting or you know zoom call you're in Absolutely. i think you're getting you know, the heart of what you should be, right? Absolutely. At your workplace. Yeah. So I think, you know, that was one of the things that was being missed sometimes in these Zoom meetings and stuff is that, you know, you're you're missing some information maybe because yeah. of the spotty uh, <laughs> connection, know, connection right? and yes, stuff sir. like that. So you're going, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I think I got half of that. So, or, or maybe, you know, you get the people that are working on the desk and I, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm probably one of those. I got the meeting going and I'm typing and writing something and I'm going, only till I hear my name or construction <laughs> and I'm looking up and saying, wait, what just happened? You know, That's like, Exactly, so. Ruben, and, and that was actually what I was going to say is we realized quickly that, yeah. you know, just an employee logging in onto a Zoom meeting yeah. or a training, if their camera isn't on, we're not entirely sure if they're actually paying attention yeah. to the training, right? Yeah. And when it comes down to compliance, you know, yeah. if something were to happen out in the field, it's like, well, the, the guy was trained, but it's, you know, it was virtual, right? Yeah. And so it's it's almost like, okay, well, he still hit his hand with a hammer. Was he paying attention during yeah. that part of yeah. the training? Yeah. Right? <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, you know, the funny part is my daughter, her last year, she's she's going to school. And I remember she's all grumpy on my Friday and my flex Friday. And I said, babe, what's wrong with you? And uh-huh. she's like, I'm not, you know, she had to sit through the whole class. I'm like, well, what were you doing before? And she's like, well, I could turn my computer on and lay down. And what the teacher did is, you know, to for checks and balances, yep. man, she, the, the teacher was making them keep the screen Absolutely. camera on. And I'm like, Absolutely. well, that, that's a great idea. Yes, sir. I'm like, I can't even believe that was an option before. Like, because how would they know that the kids were sitting there listening to anything, you know? Because, I mean, that was that's what you're there for. So, again, you know, my, I'm, I'm laughing and I'm telling my daughter, you know, like, I, I had to send that teacher, like, a, a great, you know, <laughs> right. letter. Starbucks yeah, like, gift card or yeah, something, right? Yeah, something. Yeah, I'm like, so, I'm going, I'm surprised not all of them are doing this, you know, yeah. or how making them do 
it. So my my son know? did that his entire eighth grade yeah. year. I would sit there, and this is during the time of work from yeah. home. So he would work on the dining room uh, table, and I'd yeah. be working at the desk. So I'd look over. And he would have his camera on him, and then you look at the Zoom screen, yeah. and everyone else's screen is, you know, the black screen. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, hey, what are you doing? Why are you the yeah. only one? He's like, well, yep. the teacher wants it. And I'm like, what about these other 28 kids? Yeah. I don't know, Dad. I just follow the rules. That's so, it. I mean, yeah. you know, I don't yeah. know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. At this point, I'll take <laughs> what I can get. The son of a safety officer. Yeah, you know what? I'll take it, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? Setting a good example. <laughs> yeah. All right, John. So, uh, so, what are some of your biggest challenges, John, that you deal with there, you know, just in, in your position in general mm-hmm. and maybe just, you know, working with the, the crews and Got it. employees? Um, for me, my biggest challenge happens to be personalities, right? Yeah. So the way I speak to you uh, based on a job or how we can overcome something could be different than how I speak to another employee or another superintendent, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, there's a level of, of conversation and understanding of a personality type, or I'm sure we've heard about the disc birds uh, that are out there already, right? So, you know, you you try to make sure that you either get straight to the point to somebody or you give them, you know, it's all in how you sell it, right? So when I speak to somebody, I, I have a few individuals that I have to speak to them a little bit more direct than jokingly, right? And I think it's hard for me to remember who I can at times. And what happens is there's a breakdown in communication. Mm-hmm. And then oftentimes when that happens, egos get involved, oh, right? Sure. So especially when it's the it's the safety guy going yeah. against, you know, a, a supervisor, a management yeah. figure. Yep. And at that point, you know, everybody feels as if there's an issue where I'm trying to tell them what to do. Right. That's not the case. I'm yeah. not your boss. I'm trying to tell you how we get this yeah. accomplished, yeah. right? So challenging or challenge-wise, I think it's just dealing with the people, right? Yeah. And oh, yeah. I think... A lot of times that's that's life, right? Just like, personality. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Doing the task is never hard. But yeah. when you actually involve other individuals into a situation, that's yeah. when, you know, because you have personality yeah. conflicts, right? Oh, yeah, and sure. it's just dealing with that and kind of understand, making sure people understand that. Then on the opposite side of that, you have, you know, what I what I call the cowboys out in the field, right? Mm-hmm. These are the guys that want to do the job to get it done quickly and get back to the yard as fast as possible, yeah. which isn't always the case because oftentimes that's when accidents and fatalities happen and yeah. are when shortcuts are, are taken, uh, precautions are thrown to the wind, and people just want to get the job done because it's hot outside, right? Yeah. Or it's raining or the fact that I shouldn't be doing this. This is so-and-so's job, right? And, and that's what bugs me because – you're not here for you. You're you're here for somebody else, right? I'm sure everybody yeah. who works has somebody they go home to uh, every night as far as kids, a spouse, a domestic partner, a mom and her dad, whoever yeah. it is, you're working for them is, yeah. is what I tell people in the field, right? Yeah. Because what you do here can impact you later on in life. And, yeah. and that's the biggest key that people realize is that, you know, if you lose your eye or a hand, can you still do that job? successfully and moving forward right yeah. so oh, that's just kind of how i deal with this so challenge wise it's yeah it's personalities and the cowboys man yeah. so shout out to dallas cowboys by oh the way. no <laughs> and then john really quick just to touch on what you mentioned earlier you talked about the birds the, the so what the districts have is uh just for the listeners out there we've uh they did this disc assessment training yes, where sir. you take this uh, uh <laughs> a test yeah um and and what this test does based on your personality, it puts you. There's like four different birds, right, John? You got an eagle, yeah. a dove, um, 
an owl right. and an eagle, you know. Yep. And for some of us, you know, more urban, uh, you know, I've, I've got the, the Lake Elsinore pigeon. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, yeah shut but, up. <laughs> yeah, so it's really cool. You get to put these birds. Once you take this test and mm-hmm. all this stuff, you, you get a bird and you put it on your desk. So that yes, way sir. when you're going into different offices and you know the, the different types of person that you work on. I, you know, I actually talked to a, our human resources department over at EVMWD, okay. and I'm hoping that I can get them in here just to do <laughs> – a podcast there just solely on that. So <laughs> I think it'd be super interesting. Yeah. It'd be funny, but it helps yeah. people understand, right? Because exactly. I, communication, I think man. When you look at a, a bird, it's a lot different than a yeah. color to me or or a personality type. And and I think in the end, for me, what what I still look at those birds every day, yeah. right? When I walk into somebody's yeah. office, and you know, I would say at least eighty-five yeah. to ninety percent of the staff at, at the district happen to, to proudly display their birds, yeah. right? So yeah. I think that's it's, it says something about what they've done with right. making sure people understand how to communicate. And I, I'm hoping I have improved my methods, yeah. and yeah. Uh, we're going from there. Man. Yeah, oh, I hear you, man. All right, John. So, what skills are most crucial to becoming su- successful in this career path? And what you do. So I think for me, um, it, it was it was slightly different, right? I, I purposely threw myself into safety because I get bored rather quickly, yeah. right? So once you master a skill, it's easy to lose attention right. or you start kind of diverting into other projects or moving forward from here and you, you forget about the foundation. The benefit for me for safety, and I would tell this to anybody who's interested or curious or, or wanting to get into the field, happens to be you have to make sure that you understand you're never going to know it all, yeah. right? You may have your niche. You may know yeah. everything you need to know about fall protection, confined space, trenching and excavation, ergonomics, but you're not going to know it all. There, right. There's nobody out there that is that master right. uh, safety professional, right? And I'd be more than willing to meet them if they they One claim of those they are, regulations right? <laughs> and policies are always changing, right? So the thing is, exactly. it's like it keeps you on your toes, exactly. You know, and again, it's it's just you know, it's for it's forever changing, and again, exactly. it's something that is always challenging. You and you're going to always evolve, you know. Mm-hmm. And you can it gives you there's potential to always grow, like through that career. I think you want to move forward, yeah. right? And mm-hmm. and I think when it comes down yeah. to when, like you said, when the regulations are changing, if you're not ahead of the curve and you're still teaching or telling, you know, creating policies on this older stuff, right? Yeah. It it hurts not all, obviously your reputation, but also yeah. the district, right? Yeah. It puts people oh, yeah. potentially in a spot. So yeah. I think uh, when you're trying to challenge yourself and become continuous continuous and learning, um, that's a huge skill for me. Yeah. And that's actually what I, I push myself to do because I put myself into these positions where I lean. Exactly, right? You get comfortable being uncomfortable. That's and right. don't be afraid to admit when you're wrong, right? Yeah. Or if yeah. you don't know it. Yeah. I lean on a lot of senior staff members yeah. when I don't know something because not only do they have historical knowledge of how things were done at the yeah. district, but also they may know a little bit more about the standard. Yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna listen to them, but then I'm, I'm going to trust but verify, yeah. right? So I'm yeah. going to go back yeah. and reread the standard yeah. to make sure that they, yeah. they didn't misconstrue some words in there yeah. and kind of go from yeah. there. And that's kind of what I go back to personally is right. making sure that I, I'm always learning and I'm staying humble in yeah. the field, right? Because it, it never fails that, you know, the, the, uh, yeah. I always kind of joke around, right? Pride comes before the fall. So oh, yeah. I, I make sure I stay yeah. grounded. That's yeah. happened way too yeah, many yeah. times yeah. when I was in my 20s, man, yeah. but for me to realize. There right? you go. <laughs> that reminds me of a quote. I don't know who it's by, mm-hmm. but I'm going to, um, it, it's, it, what is it? it's, uh, 
you know, the only way to get better at chess is by playing somebody better. Exactly. You know? And it's absolutely just continue just to keep you on your toes. You know? Iron so sharpens iron. That's right? it, so man. If you, yeah, you, I if like you it. Stick to, to yeah. people who look at who us, know. man. We're turning into some regular Confucius. Yeah, like, right. You know? <laughs> this podcast is yeah. going to take a whole uh-huh. different turn, yeah, man. For sure. <laughs> All right, John. So, um, what are your career aspirations? You, you know, what, what's what's still on the table for John? What what are you looking forward to do? What what's some of the things that you want to accomplish? So I, for me personally, I, I have a, I'm very new. I'm, I'm very novice in, in this role and in the end of the industry itself, right? So I, I think for me, I, I need to get a little bit more foundation before I move forward and try to say I want to become a safety director of a Fortune 100 company yeah. or 500 company, whatever it, it is out there. I, me personally, I enjoy the public industry um, or being a public servant. I know that what I do here, even though my position isn't yeah. necessarily value added, I'm not the guy out there, you know, bringing water to the customer or, you know, making sure that their wastewater is being treated properly. I'm non-value added to the process, right? Yeah. So, But my value goes into the safety of our employees, which then cascades into the uh, insurance costs, workers' comp, and all that other uh, information out there for those individuals. So for me, I think my career path, at least, yeah. needs to go, I guess, horizontal right now. Yeah. And, I, and I'm comfortable right now, right? So I want to learn as much as I can, kind of get into the industry, be comfortable in the industry, and eventually probably become a consultant one yeah. day, right? So I'm not shooting, like I said, to, to be a director and have 22 direct reports and, you know, because the bigger the paycheck, the bigger the problems, right? Yeah. So I'm comfortable yeah. right now yeah. with, with just staying where I'm at and just kind of understanding the role and, and possibly eventually getting into uh, consulting on my own, right? That's Becoming good, yeah. a small business owner yep. and going that route and helping, uh, you know, small businesses move forward in that there area. There you go. Yeah, <clears throat> nice. I like it. You kind of touched on this before with this previous question, but do you feel like you're making a difference or impact on your job or your place that you work? I believe so. Yeah, I, I think when I come in every day and I have employees come and speak to me about problems that they're either seeing in the field or solutions to these problems or coming to me and, and openly admitting their near misses, their their minor incidents or their accidents, it, it shows me that they do trust me. Yeah. And you know, we, we still have those employees that are afraid of, of retaliation or retribution or discipline. And that does happen in, in a sense, discipline if you're breaking the rules, right? right? But from a standpoint of being a trusted resource, that's what I welcome. And I feel um, over the last, I'd say, nine to 10 months, I've, I've really had a, a revolving door of sorts of individuals coming in, asking me questions about, hey, can we do this different? Can you do this training? Which means that they're interested not only in their own safety, but furthering their compliance and understanding of their right. jobs out there. So yeah. um, over the last, yeah, over the last year, I, I feel that. That's yeah, the buy-in you get, right? Yeah, absolutely. So right? That, yeah. That's the, not redemption, but it, that's the, like, uh, the satisfaction you absolutely. get to see, right, when somebody comes in and they're asking you know, yes. you, you know, you to help out with some training or get them some more training, letting you know that you're going, you're working in the right direction. You're Correct. doing your job, you know, and, and the look, best of your ability, you know, as much as I can. Right. So obviously funds are always an issue. But um, for me, what, what I do from there is that our, our upper management, our senior management, our executive management, their, their team, it happens to be fully on board, including our, our board, fully on board with making sure that we, our staff are both compliant and safe out in the field, which 
gives me, you know, even more, um, I guess, sense of uh, strength when I go say, hey, you know, this training is going to cost $5,000, but this is what they're going to learn and this is why. Go for it, right? Seeing the so, bigger picture. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think that's it, – it's top-down leadership, and, and I see it every day of, you know, when I'm working. So, John, uh, what do you see for the future in your in the career field? Or is there t- technology that you see that can improve your field's efficiency? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we are uh, – so I'm coming into a position that uh, is very archaic, so to speak, not to the fault of previous uh, individuals who held said position, but it – a lot of paper, right? I can't stand paper right now. Yeah. So my biggest thing is, you know, we have plenty of technology out there that can even be transferred to phones or, you know, computer database to where now not only I'm the, the keeper of said paper, but also anybody in my department or even you as a superintendent can log on and check out. So that's actually something that I'm looking at hopefully within the next, you know, six to 12 months of implementing here at the district to yeah. make sure that we can get technology that can, you know, uh, track the, the I guess, the use, of, I'm sorry, the inspections of our fall protection equipment, yeah. right? Our uh, eye wash stations, yeah. fire extinguishers, items that obviously we, we're checking now, but everything is hard copy yeah. and kept with the actual item. And, and you know, whether it's, it's weather or human error, items out there that we can fail to, to catch up on, that's what's yeah. hard. So yeah. that, yes, technology is going to be a huge factor in the next six to 12 months that we bring in and make sure that everybody's gonna be able to, to utilize. And John, just in general, how about um, on the horizon when it comes to the coolest innovations that you might've seen in industry? It doesn't have to necessarily <laughs> be just, it's gonna make your job easy, but I mean, any section out there, you know, is there anything that you see or you've caught wind <laughs> over you like, hey man, that's a really cool tool or device. Or- Got it, yes sir. I, I, I've actually, this exoskeleton that's, that's out there to actually, it's supposed to help with ergonomics and then also lower back and muscle tension, right? It's almost a thing of the future. Um, there's critics and, and advocates and proponents of it. But at this point, that that would be really cool to kind of test out. I, I want to go to a trade show just to actually try it out myself. But this exoskeleton goes on almost, um, there's a movie and I, I can't think of it right now, but it, it attaches to the, to the individual and it almost like it gives them an additional lift to where they're able to lift a heavier item with less uh That less sounds like Robocop, John. Something Basically, like yes. Yeah. So, I mean, eventually we bar- yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> T2 is coming back, yeah. man, right? So, you know, we're, we're slowly making the move to where, you know, if you're able to engineer engineer out the hazard or, the, or mitigate yeah. said hazard, yeah. it would be great to, to get items like that into the field because then, you know, as we get older, <clears throat> excuse me, as we get older, our backs start to hurt, our knees start to ache. Um, you know, items, yeah. items of the normal body start, you know, breaking down. So if we're able to save that, you know, and, and employees are able to last longer, that would be great. So it's almost like you um, wearing a, a forklift. You know, that's your suit. You know, you put yeah, on. Exactly. But, you know, I, the funny thing is, you know, like one of the one of the better things that really got me into construction a long mm-hmm. time ago when I started operating is like, you know, I was I grew up. I'm an '80s kid. Okay. I'm an '80s baby. I don't want to date myself, but yeah, yeah. you know, I, Transformers was my thing. You know, so um, you know, when I got an opportunity to get on a piece of equipment, like to sit in a seat, there you go. and you're wrapped in this, you know, big, you know, metal tractor. Right. And you're making this thing do, you know, move Mm -hmm. and dig and everything. I mean, Mm -hmm. that right there, once I sat on that piece of equipment, I would just... Cloud nine. I was done. I'm all, (laughs) this is what I'm doing. This is where I'm at. Like, from here on out, whatever I do is going to, it's going to revolve 
around this heavy so, equipment right super cool man yeah, i was like his i yeah, i tried explaining to my, my my kids and my wife at the time they they're looking at me like this guy's crazy you know just like some big kid yeah, out there right? like yeah it moves if i i wanted to stretch out and pull back it does that i'm like if, if it you know if i could stick the stinger in the air like right. it's doing everything i wanted to do so and it doesn't it fight back right no, for sure and, it was super cool so ruben i gotta so, ask then autobot or decepticon John, I was not about as a kid as okay. I've grown up. I'm a, I'm more on the Decepticon side. You Aren't know? we all right? Okay, got <laughs> yeah. it. Understood. Yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, I did have a Decept on two. Well, my uh, dump truck at the yard, I had a Decepticon sticker got on it. for the longest all right. time. So Noted. I, yeah, I think somebody <laughs> right. took it off. Yeah, like I said, remember gray area. Gray area. Yeah, yeah. Right. No, but uh, all right, uh, John. What is the best advice you have for someone looking to get into the, to this career, to this industry? Um, I'm going to take notes on this one too because some yeah. where I've really really you know interested in got it got it um you need to start where you feel comfortable and for me it was that initial conversation with a previous safety officer where i told her what i wanted to do right at the time it was being around people and potentially being a trainer or an instructor or a teacher and so she said technically that's kind of safety right like i mean you're you're doing both of those fields and i'm like okay so she kind of directed me to to look into the osha 10 OSHA 30, items like that. So if you're going to be an employee or, or even somebody, a college kid coming out of college and you're looking into getting into safety, start asking questions. Try to become an intern somewhere or find a safety professional, small business owner, um, ask how they got there. So everyone's yeah. process is different. My mentor went to school for this. He went to school for an engineering degree, decided to double major and a safety uh, field. Me, my my master's in is in business administration, yeah. right? So it has zero to do with safety aside from the finance portion right. of it, right? But it, it comes down to you wanting to learn and wanting to know what actually interests you about right. safety. So I, I think anybody coming into the field, ask your questions, find somebody you yep. can ask questions. Yeah. I'm always available. There's various uh, Facebook groups. There's plenty of groups out there uh, that you can actually join and move forward with. And they can actually help you get your certifications with the Board of Certified Safety Professionals, uh, move forward with taking safety classes at local colleges, and then also uh, taking normal certifications at, you know, I think Cal State uh, uh, Dominguez Hills, yeah. they offer their their OSHA training program, which I is cool. highly recommended yeah. because yeah. they they bring industry experts and knowledge experts yeah. that come in, yep. and they're actually they're they're trainers and yeah. and humans, right? They're yeah. not robots that just read out of a book. Yeah. So highly recommend looking into those programs. So John, at the very basic level, like entry level, you know, for on the water side, we have a water distribution grade one, two, three, you know, and there's we the guys. You can go to the State Water Resources Control Board for applications and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. At the very least, for entry level, there is there a cert something like that for safety that somebody was able to like go to a website or something and and, and you know maybe get an application at least see what the uh, um, prerequisites are for to to apply for a test like this. Yes, sir. Actually, there is. So they have various levels of uh, industries. Right, the biggest one happens to be. Uh, board of Certified Safety Professionals. Yeah. You could go to bcsp.com. They actually have multiple certifications that you can get in their field. So, for example, um, I have a CHST, a Construction Health Safety Technician, and an ASP, Associate, Associate Safety Professional yeah. certification that um, 
really helped me. You go and you take a test and make sure that you know safety, right? Yeah. And it can vary between emergency uh, preparedness, field investigations, rigging and signal person training, HASCOM. It, it varies. So it's almost that that um, renaissance man, so to speak, of yeah. what you're you're going for. So anybody wanting to start, that's the main one that I know. There are a few others out there that I have not given too much, um, you know, I guess thought into or at least investigated. My, once again, my mentor pushed me to go for that the BCSP certifications because it was, I think, nationally recognized and also, if I'm not mistaken, uh, possibly internationally recognized. So if I ever want to travel the world and be a safety professional, I can I, do it out there too, right? All right cool. <laughs> well, John, we're getting down to the wire, but okay. we have one segment left that I might be able to get a couple questions in here real quick. Yes, sir. This segment's called The Inside Scoop. This okay. is more uh, uh, lighthearted and friendly. Got it. A couple questions I want to try to shoot off to you before yes, sir. we run out of time here. But uh, John, what is an accomplishment that you were most proud of? Uh, becoming a father wholeheartedly and, and, and super proud of my my son. He nice. has, is becoming a, a very strong young man, and he is doing everything he needs to do in high school right now to become successful yeah. and move forward. And that right there is is my goal. Make it make it to 18, whatever I bestow upon you until yeah. you're 18. Yeah. You're going to make your own life decisions, but I'm going to do my best to make yeah. sure that you're a responsible young man. Everything you're working for. Absolutely. That's exactly. Right. Yes, sir. Cool, man. John, what is the best piece of advice you've ever received? That would actually end up coming from my mom. Uh, my mom passed away when I was 17 years old, but before then, she always, you know, made sure that you take care of people. Yeah. When you take care of people, when you're up, people take care of you when you're down, right? And and she had a big heart, a great smile, and she would always make sure that pushed onto other people. So that's actually what I try to convey every day I come into the office or any person I, I interact with. Yep. That's actually it right there. Well, it's working, John. I oh, appreciate yeah. that, man. Cool. <laughs> All right. There you have it. Thanks for your time. Best wishes and luck on all your future endeavors. Remember, nothing happens overnight. It takes hard work and dedication. Until next time, that's the scoop.